What's up, Chicago? This is the CHGO podcast presented by PointsBet. Remember to use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I am Kevin Kaduk, and happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. We are here on the what I call the Voltron podcast. Every Thursday we do this. Uh, we bring our lunch. We hope you bring yours. We probably should have poured a Guinness or two today. St. Patrick's Day, at least we're festive. We're all dressed up. I, I'm not sure who's the, the best here. It's of course. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, voice yeah. over there. 100%. At least I'm yeah. bringing something to the gig, you know. If I can't, <laughs> if my opinions are terrible, at least I got cool shirts. Yeah, so if you're listening to this on your favorite uh, CHGO team's feed, this is the CHGO podcast, as I explained. It happens every Thursday, and we try to get, you know, a representative from a few different teams together and just have a little bit of fun going into the weekend, talking about things, maybe playing a few games. Today we're going to talk about Chicago sports athlete numbers um, and and who's out there that should be retired but isn't. Uh, but before we get into that, I kind of want to you know, just talk about this. Last week at the end of the, the podcast, we talk about, hey, baseball isn't back. Is that going to hurt things? And literally like 15 minutes after that happened, baseball came back. Now we've got Vinny Duber and Ryan Herrera down in in Arizona pumping out great content for our, our members on, on allchgo.com. Uh, the Cubs have made signings. The White Sox have made signings. The White Sox and Cubs are playing together today in a split squad game in Arizona. What has the last week uh, been like for you, Luke, and, and for you, Herb? Uh, hell. <laughs> it's good that they're going to be playing baseball today in the season starting on April 7th or 8th for the White Sox. But signing Josh Harrison is not enough. We need more. Like, there's obvious spots on the White Sox that are faltering. Like, the right yeah. field position hasn't been fixed in a long time. I don't know since, like, Avi Garcia maybe, if you want to go further back to Jermaine Dye. It's like, what are we doing what are we doing with the opportunity we have for a championship? You see all the teams doing stuff, and somebody who put out a tweet the other day is like, man, the Chicago team start, signed a starting pitcher and a starting outfielder who are at the top of the free agent market, and it wasn't the White Sox. The Cubs are doing much more with a team yeah. that had biblical losses last year than a team that's in the hunt for one of the best teams in the American League. It's, it's just very disappointing. It's really kind of crazy that the White Sox built toward this. And they kind of got halfway there, and they said, okay, that's enough. Yeah. And, and who knows what's going to happen. 20 minutes after we end this, maybe something happens. But I don't know really who's still out there. Like, who's still out there that would really get you excited? Michael Conforto, of course, uh, former outfielder for the Mets. Nicholas Castellanos, former Cub, former Red, former Detroit Tiger. He is a guy that can't play right field well as far as the glove, but his hitting yeah. will make up for that. If I had my druthers, Michael Conforto, 28, 29 years old, left-handed bat, has played right field, would fit in perfectly for this team, and he'll probably bat sixth or seventh on this mammoth team. And then you could say, okay, White Sox, you can battle with Houston. You can battle with the Yankees, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Right now, they have the same team, if not worse, than the team that lost to Houston yeah. and got embarrassed on the field. I had no idea that Herb was so envious of the Andrelton Simmons signing. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want, like, I, the trades are open. I mean, that, just have Rick Hahn call like he's probably available at some point. Now, I mean, it's it's been – I've been surprised to see that the White Sox haven't done the big move. And, and as far – you know, we talked about it, I think, a little bit last week. Correa, I mean, I, he's still out there. 
I would find a place for him on the White Sox infield. I know guys that have to move around. I'd find a way to, when he's that good, yeah. I'd find a way to I, move guys around. I don't care who I, has to move I where. I think we know that Jerry Reinsdorf is not cutting no, a $300 million I, check for I, Carlos Correa. I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. But the, the guys you mentioned, Correa, I mean, there's big-name players out there that they could impact. Yeah. And I was listening to uh, Carmen and Yurko on the way in. They brought up a good point. Had the Sox maybe overplayed their hand with Kimbrell. Maybe nobody wants a $16 million closer right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should have just taken the $1 million buyout. You know, Not everything is going perfectly this offseason, and the same could be said on the other side. Let's, let's admit, yeah. until Suzuki signed, you know, the Stroman thing got people excited before the lockout, but then you had three months of just sitting there going, <laughs> and, and not a whole lot, and the Simmons signing, then people were really angry. But yet, yesterday morning you woke up and, and you saw the, the Suzuki tweets. What has that changed for you as a Cubs fan? Uh, it's it's given some optimism, at, to, I think, to all Cub fans, but you don't know what you're getting. You, you yeah. don't. Like, obviously, a, a lot of teams were in on him, and it's great that you found a player that was very, very highly sought after by a lot of teams in Major League Baseball, and somehow he chose the Cubs, despite the fact that they're clearly rebuilding, retooling, whatever you want to call it. He was willing to take the offer from the Cubs. There's something he liked about the franchise, and he's he's billed as a five-tool player, you know? We don't know if that's going to yeah. translate into being a Major League Baseball all-star or if it's just going to be a good everyday player, but you hope it's on the higher end of the spectrum for the money they gave him, and it's they can make gambles like that, though. You know, Herb, like I don't think that would have been a good signing for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. There's, there's too much risk-reward in that, and I think for the Cubs, with where they're at, not necessarily winning this year, it's a good signing for them because if it doesn't work out before their young prospects come up, it's okay. Yeah. And if it does, he can be part of that next mix. Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of interesting with, with Suzuki because I, I forget which one of you said it, but it's a long play and also a short play. Mm-hmm. and I, To me, it's attractive because it's something to follow. It's a storyline rather than just, hey, it's, here's a placeholder. Patrick Wisdom and, and Frank Schwindel, those are great players, and they might have great seasons, but they're, it's, they don't project out farther, right? Suzuki right. is a guy. He fills voids on the team now. True. And he may fill voids on teams, as we said, you know, two or three years from now, if he projects out the way yeah. we think he will, then he'll be a key piece to build around with some of these young players as they start to come up. And he's young. You know, he's only 27 years old. Very rarely do you get a position player out of Japan that is entering the prime of their baseball career. Here's a guy the Cubs were able to get, sign him, and he's going into his prime. He's not coming to the United States at 30. He's not getting here even at 29. He's he's going into his prime, and so you're hoping you're going to get his best years. Um, He's got a lot to adjust to. There's cultural adjustments. There's... uh, adjustments to the major league game, mm-hmm. adjustments to everything. But if he's able to make them, the, you know, payoff, the, the payoff is great. And I think it'd be a, a fun, a fun storyline. I mean, we, yeah. we've seen it before. Uh, Greg, you're, you're our Blackhawks uh, podcaster. You're probably slot more into the casual baseball fan as someone who was sitting here last Thursday. Were you like, what, what did baseball coming back mean to you? Well, first, can you use a little bit of that voodoo magic you use and get the Blackhawks to start trading guys? Because <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. All right, let's uh, do it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. I've been a baseball fan my whole life. Uh, I love the game, played it growing up. Um, 
you know, I'm a lifelong Cub fan, but you know, I, I've got vested interest now that I hope the Sox do good too. It's just so, you know, we keep Herb here happy because when he's grumpy, it is hell in this (laughs) office. So we got to keep Herbie happy and uh, get those White Sox winning a bunch of games. I mean, they're going to win, but just, you know, just win the AL Central. We've done that. That's old hat. Come on now. Win some more. White Sox, you know, hope he's watching. getting grumpy from baseball is, is a Chicago tradition, no matter what side of town your loyalties root, uh, lie on. But, no, I'm very happy baseball is back. It's, it's, it's summertime. You know, that's what it means. Summer's coming. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, you know, as a Cub fan, that Suzuki signing made me like, hey, they're actually, you know, we're not the Reds. They're trying to actually feel the major league team. And I get a little flashbacks to how excited everybody was when Fukudomi was signed. And he was a good player, but he definitely never lived that up to that That opening day hype. was fun, yeah. That was, yeah. and then yeah. it kind of was all downhill after that. Right. <laughs> a lot of spinning strikeouts, I Hey, remember, hey he was an all-star. Hey, <laughs> I, I was a big fan of that I, I covered that all-star game. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so uh, hopefully we get a little more out of this one than that signing as Cub fans. But, sure. uh, you know, it's, ex- it's an exciting time for Chicago baseball. Obviously, Southsiders have a lot to be optimistic about in spite of the lack of that big move. Sure, that would probably make, you know, you guys feel a lot better. Be like, hey, they're just as invested as we are. Uh, and even the Cubs after last year, man, that was tough watching your World Series heroes in the span of, like, what, 15 minutes yeah. all get traded. I mean, if you would have told me in 2015 that not a single one of those core members got a contract extension, yeah, yeah. I would have had you thrown into a rubber room, <laughs> and here we are. So, you know, so it's uh, it's weird. That's a great jumping-off point because I did want to talk about the departed World Series heroes and some of their new homes. Uh, if you listen to the great CHGO Sox podcast yesterday – I think Herb broke the Chris Bryant news on the air there, and was you didn't break the news, but yeah. you were able to talk about it in that, in that great podcast that you guys had with Shakia Taylor. Mm-hmm. I loved your take because you were disappointed with Chris Bryant. You said, "Hey, you took the bag. That's fine. You got your 182 million mm-hmm. for was it seven years? Seven years. Yeah, that's great. He's he's set up forever. I mean, he was already set up forever, but." He's kind of just played himself into a, signed himself into irrelevance right now. Yeah, there's nothing there with the Colorado Rockies. Their moves that they've done the last couple of years are incongruent. So you give one of the best third basemen in the game yeah. away for what I think is really nothing. Like they got a couple of pitchers back. I think Gomber went to the Rockies and they had signed him like to extension like the year before. Right. And they weren't going to get much back because of that contract. Yeah, and then Trevor Story just lets you let him go on the free agent market. So there's really nothing there except for Charlie mm-hmm. Blackman, who's on the last legs right now. What are we doing? And John Gray, too, their starting pitcher, is now a Texas <laughs> Ranger. So signing Chris Bryant, he's going to be there. And I saw somebody, yeah. I think it was Layla Rahimi, put that uh, Will Smith, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, what their, the house is all like empty. <laughs> he's like, where'd everybody go? It's like, yeah, <laughs> you signed for a team in the Colorado Rockies that are firstly – a real bad franchise. Like, they've done some terrible things the last couple of years as far as with their team. Like, they have a chance to compete in the NL West, but they just chose not to, and they gave away all their assets. And they're in the NL West. Dodgers, Giants, Padres, right. and the Diamondbacks all looking to compete. And, yeah, enjoy your $26 million a year, Chris. You'll <laughs> not would. be playing on that team for long. Right. I no. would be surprised if he plays three. I, I wanna, but that's one ask, of the reasons. I, I want to ask you this, Luke. Okay, so we, we departed with these guys. Um, Bryant went to San Francisco last year. Rizzo went to the Yankees. He re-signed with the Yankees probably for 
a disappointing to him deal. Two yeah. years, thirty-two million. Yeah. Uh, Javi, Javi got paid by the Tigers. Now he's going to be a thorn in the White Sox side going forward. You want to see these guys succeed, I think. Um, does that definitely you do? You're so, a Cubs fan, I, I, yeah. So, so Bryant going to the Rockies and probably not being a contender going forward. Like, what does that? Here's why I don't totally agree with all of Herb's statement. I, I do agree with he took the bag of money, and yeah. I think the Rockies greatly they, – they must have significantly outbid other teams. Otherwise, he doesn't end up in Colorado. Right. It is closer to his home in Vegas, so it's close. He's got twins on the way, so he's going to have three kids. Maybe he's thinking, wow, that's a ton of cash. It's more than everybody's given me. I'm going to have three kids running around the house. It's quick to run home back and forth. I take a few years, nice and easy, under the radar. Nobody's going to care what I'm doing. I'll be hitting easy home runs in the mile-high sky. And then in two years, when the Rockies have added no other players, they're going to dump my salary. I have a no-trade clause, and I get to pick where they're going to send me. And I'll get my That's chance to still go after another championship. I like that. It could be anywhere. Yeah. It might be the Cubs, for that matter. <laughs> That's really interesting. I do feel like there's unfinished business with those guys. We thought thought they were going to come in and win multiple World Series titles. That did not happen. So I think that there still is some sort of hunger, even as with a, you know, I would have been, I would have loved to see Bryant win with the Giants last year. I I think that would have been an amazing story. I rooted for all those guys. I think most Chicago sports fans rooted for those guys. I don't, I don't think Sox fans were sitting at home going, oh man, I hope Chris Bryant strikes out. Like, right. they all seem like likable guys, even if you've never met them. Yeah. Met some, they're, they're good guys. Like, Schwarber, I believe, will go lead the National League in home runs, and I think it's a great fit. I think he would have been a spectacular fit on the south side, too, but it didn't happen for him. Did you him, ever so. talk yourself into Schwarber or Bryant in a White Sox uniform? Did you ever wake up or from a dream in that where that happened? Yeah, I mean, our uh, host, Sean Anderson on CHGO White Sox, was uh, beating the drum for Kyle Schwarber, and he got me convinced. Okay, yeah, that'd be perfect. Like, he hasn't really played right field in his career, but we have the designated hitter position available, and he's a better left fielder than Aloy. So I was like, the money when he signed for the Phillies, I was like, what are we doing? Like, that guy (laughs) would fit in here perfectly. The attitude, he's familiar with the city, and he would mash. And I do believe he's going to lead the league in home runs. He was crushing in Washington. He was crushing in Baltimore or um, Boston. So well, you, if he you gets met, 150 you games, that feeling. Why are the White Sox going to the market and clipping coupons? I don't know. Like it's the weirdest thing. I'm just holding the general manager's words against him. He said we're going to be competing for multiple championships. And when he said championships, I didn't think he was thinking AL Central. I thought he was thinking about at least an AL championship yeah. or World Series championship. Talk to me after the parade. We don't have parades for AL Central champions. <laughs> Let's get it going. Like, it and then people are like, well, it's Reinsdorf. Well, you know who you work for. Either shit or get off the pot. I don't know if we could swear on YouTube. Can we? <laughs> YouTube? Sorry. It's St. Patrick's Day. A lot of rules are thrown out the window. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Lucas Giolito showing up uh, like the incredible bulk? Let's go. 20 pounds of muscle? <laughs> Let's go. I hope he did some of that on his legs because for a pitcher, that's the most important mm-hmm. part. The the drive from the legs, and he looks like like Michael Kopech is a built dude. He came in built. Yeah. They had a pitcher side by side. I was like, man, Michael Kopech lost some weight. No, Lucas is a beast <laughs> now. Golly, and uh, hopefully that's for endurance. He can just yeah. pitch a little bit longer into the into the off season, I mean, the postseason, 
and be more effective because that pitching in the postseason was a thing. It was terrible. Who are you? Not him, though. I'm sure Vince Velasquez will figure it all out. (laughs) It just is. Look at these, all these crappy moves. Like, I like the Joe Kelly one, but he's hurt. He probably won't start the year with the White Sox. These are all like. What team's scary, Herb? The Tigers scare me big. What about the the Blue Jays? Oh, those teams are way ahead of us. They don't scare me. They're better than us. Blue Jays are better. The Yankees are better. Boston Red Sox are better. Tampa's better. Uh, the Astros are better. The Mariners are better. The Twins are coming back. Like, I'm man. sorry I brought it up like, now. There, there's <laughs> a bunch of teams out there. The White Sox act like yeah. the AL Central is going to be like, hey, it's your turn, White Sox. Go ahead and do the thing. Yeah. No. We're here. We're trying to compete. But we're also trying to compete with yeah. their own stipulations in mind. No, I, go, I, throw caution to the wind. I like what Danny has written here. Uh, by compete. For multiple championships, Rick meant make the playoffs multiple years in a row and see what happens. And look, I think owners, particularly probably Jerry Reinsdorf, have wanted it that way. You have expanded playoffs. There's there's more chances for you know mediocre teams to get in there yeah. and pull off you that's know a, a Braves or Car- you know Cardinals of yesteryear. Like, and that, that to me that's tough because we grew up. You know, you try to win that division and win any of those four divisions when we were growing up was a big deal. And then even for our, our parents' years, when it was just, you know, a league champion, it was yep. even tougher. Now it's like, okay, you could actually win with that recipe, but it's it's frustrating because why leave anything to chance? But think about the playoffs now that they have to set up. The first two teams get, or the first team gets the bye. If you're a division winner, you can get beat by one of those teams that just gets in. Right. It's a three-game roll of the dice. They have a hot pitcher, maybe a second hot pitcher. Game's over. You're done. Yep. You did 162 games, and you got sent home by the Minnesota Twins, the weird-ass Minnesota Twins. Why? <laughs> like, put yourself in the position like the Dodgers. I know that's uh, the the exception, but they're going to make the playoffs, and they're probably going to have the best record in yeah. baseball. They're not putting anything to chance. They're signing people because they know this is their window to win, and they're yeah. not going to let anything stand in their way. At the end of this, if they only get that one championship, Dodgers fans will be like, hey, we tried, and it's a crapshoot when you get in the playoffs. So, it's I get the guy's point, but we're not we weren't competing in the championship for twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. We right. got killed in both of those series. It's true. All right, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you will get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars, which is uh, great timing because the NCAA tournament starts today. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content like Vinny and Ryan's reporting from spring training. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Uh, So you'll be repping really great if you're in a bar in Wrigleyville or at a tailgate on the south side. Anyway, that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker all for making a $50 first-time deposit of PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Uh, we're introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. I'm going to try that out a little later today after we get done from this. And for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. You can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. 
And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get to the main event here on the CHGO podcast. Uh, Herb, this was actually inspired by a CHGO um, segment you guys had on Jose Abreu. Okay. And, and Sean said, look, at some point, Jose Abreu, 79, is going to be retired by the Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a statue. He's been here since 2014. He has meant as much as anyone in that franchise since the, since the championship era. I mean, he has really been the anchor for the last generation of, of White Sox fans. So I completely agree with that. I don't think that uh, – I think that there's more deserving people out there in Chicago. Um, you know, I don't want to say more deserving, but I think there's people in front of the line. Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about that. I want to go down team by team, talk about kind of who's retired, who's not retired, who who's – you know, what are the injustices here? And then at the end of it, all four of us are going to pick, you know, if we were going to raise a number tomorrow, like who would it be? Does that sound good to you guys? Sounds yeah. great to me. Let's do it. All right. Deal. So we're going to start with the Bulls, all right? Like, let's just go team by team. The Bulls, let's bring this up on the screen. Bulls don't have a lot of numbers retired. Or, no. you know, for a, kind of a top-of-the-line franchise, they only have four. Jerry Sloan. Uh, 10 for Bob Love, and I kind of make the joke, B.J. Armstrong, but mm-hmm. B.J. BJ's <laughs> number is not on that banner. 23, Michael Jordan, and 33, Scottie Pippen. Now, to me, that there, that there's some notable exceptions there. I think people talk a lot about Dennis Rodman, 91, uh, 54 for Horace Grant, and then there's probably going to be a discussion for, for Derek Rose, one, at some point, and then uh, 13, Joakim Noah, and I threw in number two for Norm, Norm Van Leer. 100%. That's who, I want, that's who I want next for the Bulls. Norm? Yeah, I want Norm. I mean, I think you're going to have those championship guys should go up there. I would go um, Dennis Rodman before Horace Grant, actually. But, uh, and, and I do think there's an argument for Derrick Rose being the youngest MVP in league history, mm-hmm. being from Chicago, coming from Englewood, taking the league by storm. But Norm was one of the, he was the, pumping heart with Jerry yeah. Sloan of that team. 48 minutes of intensity he would preach to us over and over and over. The <laughs> mustard seed stories. Like, he was what NBA basketball used to be about. Physical play. A guy went up to the basket. He knocked your guy on the floor. Norm was going to drill him in the chest and knock him to the floor. And they were a great yeah. team. I want to see that respect. I wish it would have happened while he was alive. Because nobody would have appreciated it. More just than com- Norm Van Leer. and he, just a completely beloved guy in Chicago too. Absolutely, I, at, at my old place at NBC Sports, right. we put his jersey up on the wall. <laughs> we, we while he was still living, we got a jersey, yeah. we put it up on the wall for him, and like that's how respected he was in that build. Partly because he was the comp daddy, and he got free food for everybody every night. But <laughs> just a great guy, and we need that forget, guy here. A, by the way, <laughs> people forget though a great basketball player. It's really right. before my time, but when you go back and look at his numbers. You know, multiple all-star, multiple defensive player um, on the first team, all-defensive team of the NBA. 
assist leader for the NBA one like Norm was a pl- Norm was a basketball player before he was just a great guy that was in the media. That's that's just the second part of his yeah. story in the city. And hung out with rock stars all the time, like the Mick. Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, attitude. <laughs> like, Norm was a legend. Him and uh, Doug Buffone, they had the yeah. Bear and the Bull show on the score. We used to love those guys. And, yeah, Norm deserves his number to be hanging out for the rafters. What do you think has stopped um, 54 and 91 from being raised? Horace left. Like, Horace left the Bulls in the middle of their – championship run and went to the hated Orlando Magic and beat the Bulls. So that probably never happened. Um, For 91, he's a guy that tormented Scottie Pippen and the Bulls back in the day. So even though Dennis Rodman brought home three championships for the Bulls as a part of that second uh, wave, I don't know if that number will ever be retired for the Bulls because of just better, you know, more deserving people. and. When people look at him, they think of him more probably as a piston, a bad boy piston, and he joined the Jordan Pippen era, yeah, and he was he, good, but wasn't the reason why they're winning. He's in the Hall of Fame. You're, you're never going to. I mean, he's a, a guy you think of when you think of that uh, of that era. No one's ever going to wear ninety one again. Well, that's why I say you could retire it. Put it up it's there. It's not like you have to worry about it. Like, yeah. who's choosing ninety one? No, nobody. <laughs> I will say this: in in the retiring of jerseys, and you're eventually going to run out. When you have a good franchise, you're going to run out of numbers. Right. I think the Sox someday are going to run out. The Blackhawks, with all their championships, are going to run out of numbers. One way to do it is what other some other teams have done: is the Ring of Honor, right. and you only retire the elite yeah. of the elite. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. So if you're not going to do Norm Van Leer, then you need to do a ring of honor at the United Center, a Blackhawks ring of honor, a Bulls ring of honor, and start doing it that way. Okay, so I I think that will bring us to the Bears because the Bears, I think, have the most retired numbers possibly of anyone in sports. I think definitely the NFL. And they have a lot of glut of guys who, you know, played in our grandparents or before era. So number three, Bronco Nagurski. Number five, George McAfee. Number seven, George Hallis. I don't think 97% of Bears fans could actually tell you what number George no. Hallis wore, but it's retired. 28, Willie Gallimore. 34, Walter Payton. 40, Gail Sayers. 41, Brian Piccolo. 42, Sid Luckman. 56, Bill Hewitt. 61, Bill George. 63, 66. Bulldog Turner. Yeah, Bulldog Turner. And then 77, Red Grange. Um, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Those See, are people ring, that ring should, of honor. And look at all that those should people. Be in They're ring all of like honor. running backs and linebackers. I would like to, I would like a bears number seven Jersey, but I can't get one, I guess. Um, the, the ones that aren't retired, I think are a little obvious. 50 Mike Singletary, 54 Brian Urlacher, though no one's worn 54 since uh, Urlacher hung that up. Um, I think, who else is there? 23, Devin Hester. Yeah. Animal. 99, uh, Dan Hampton. 76, Steve McMichael. You could say, hey, 57 for our teammate Olin Krutz. Yep. <laughs> 55, Lance Briggs. 95, Richard Dent. 95, Richard Dent. A lot of Hall of Famers that don't have – Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers that don't have their number retired. And that's, again – that's where I think you have to. The bear stance. Football's the the bear stance now is, hey, we've retired enough. We can't retire anymore. Oh boy, that's. I think tough, there's been though. some discussion of, okay, maybe we can unretire after a certain amount of of time has passed, and maybe talk with some of the descendants of of these older players who have long since passed, and say, hey, you know, this is, you know, whatever. And 
and maybe that's a, a way like we're going to unretire your number. That's another way to honor those guys yeah. and kind of resurrect their memories. Uh, which one sticks out to you, Greg? Well, I mean, if you ask your average Bears fan on the street to tell me the number, who's they, they don't even know who half of those guys are. I mean, right. no no disrespect. I'm sure they were all right. great players, but I don't think any of us were alive when <laughs> half those guys were doing it. So um, as far as who should be next, uh, I mean, there's a lot to choose from, but you know, I'm partial to those to those 80s teams. That Those were the teams I grew up watching, and man, nobody was better than Mike Singletary. I mean, he was yeah. he was the leader. He was the guy in the middle. You know, he had those eyes, those eyes. You know, even watching on TV, you were shaking in your, in your, in your shorts just watching him. And, and, you know, that's who I would do 50. And, hey, now that linebackers can wear any number they want, you can retire a 50 number. I mean, we had a linebacker wear number that's six true. last year. Yeah. So what's that's the difference? A great, that's a great point. So, yeah, I, I'd go with the Samurai. Five different players have worn 50 since Iron Mike, including Barkevius Mingo. Who? <laughs> On that list, there's a person that's worn – 50 and 99. Do you guys know who that is? 50 and 99. Since then. Jim Flanagan? No. It's <laughs> the worst pick the Bears have ever had in the first round because they had two guys behind them and Chandler Jones. I was going to say Kate Merciless <laughs> Behind him, it's the great Stray McClellan. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember him wearing 99. He did 99. hurt Brett Favre, though. Yeah, he switched his number to 50. He wore 99 initially. He switched his number. It's like, what are you doing? Like you, you're terrible. You want to wear. Put and you took the, both. Yeah, you want to put those great <laughs> numbers on your back and be terrible. Yes, he did do one I, good thing for the Bears with the interception, or did he hurt? Uh, no, he, no hurt he, hurt, Aaron he hurt Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. But no, otherwise, that's a yeah. great fact. Yes. Thanks, thanks for uh, putting that in. And 99 needs to be retired immediately. Dan Hampton, no matter yeah. all the off the field stuff, he was a beast and he's a Hall of Famer. And I think he made that defensive line go which made the yeah. rest of the defense go. So does Shaman Clown hold the record for the most ways to piss off Bears fans in history? <laughs> be bad at a first-round pick, wear two legendary numbers, and be yeah. bad doing it. That might be And the then record. go to the Patriots hey. and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Go to Arlington Heights, my hometown, and when we build the new stadium out there, you can have a giant ring of honor and as many statues as you want because <laughs> there's nothing but land out by at Arlington Park now. There you go. I wouldn't be against unretiring every number but 34. For the Bears. I mean, I, I keep, and then doing the doing a ring of honor for the best. I'd, the keep, I'd keep 40. I'd keep 40 for okay. Gale. But uh, yeah, the rest but of just those doesn't names. have his number retired. Yeah, he does. Because I was at that game. Yeah, it was at that. He was at that. That was rainy game. Horrible rainy game. Was there as a fan? You know who's not? We didn't have on the list though. Mongo McMichael, and that's another sentimental reason to put him on there right now. But obviously, I mean, he was Bears defense too. He was right. I mean, he was part of that defense for sure. Former, former WCW US champion. Yeah. Yes, Mike that's Michael. right. Let's not and forget if we're looking that. At those so Mongo numbers, I put on there too. There's no way more deserving, I believe, than in those numbers that we just had on the screen than Brian Urlacher. Yeah, I that's mean, true. he is a phenomenal. I, I feel like that's going to be one of those that's just be like unofficially retired. No one's going to walk through that door and say, give me 54. Who has the guts to do that? What new right. player is going to come in and be like, yeah, I'll take 54? <laughs> oh, you will. Maybe they'll trade for Shane McClellan again. That would be his new number. Well, I, I, let's, let's move on to the Cubs because there have been a lot of people who have walked through the door and said, give me 21, 11 players since Sammy Sosa, and the Cubs have handed that over every single time. Let me run down the list of players who have worn 21 since Sammy Sosa has. Jason Marquis, Milton Bradley, Tyler Colvin, Joe Mather, Scott Harrison, Junior Lake, Tommy Hunter, Mark Zagunis, Tyler Chatwood, Tony Kemp, 
and Steven Souza Jr. That that is totally. You know what? I didn't realize that many guys had worn it. That is eleven. Outrageously disrespectful. And he he last played in two thousand four. That's eighteen years ago. I'm I'm fully on board with the bring Sammy back. Give him his day. People still love him. Some people hate him. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. Some people disagree with what he probably did. Most likely did. Right. But you know what? A lot of guys were doing it at the time. Give him his due. And yes, I say retire his number. So the Cubs seem to have a you know some sort of standards that you have to be in the Hall of Fame. So it's. 10 Ron Santo, although they did retire that before he was in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 14 Ernie Banks, 23 Ryan Sandberg, 31 for Fergie Jenkins and Greg Maddox. But it's, look, you've got Sammy Sosa out there. I think that's obvious. But to me, I don't know why number eight isn't up there for Andre Dawson. Should be. Um, I think there's going to be a time when we're going to start talking about 34 which would be another joint number between John Lester and Kerry Wood. Now that would break the Hall of Fame kind of standard, probably. Maybe Lester gets in somehow. Uh, Kerry Wood's not going to be there, but he's obviously super important to this franchise. There might be a conversation where we're going to talk about 44 for Anthony Rizzo at some point and 17 for Chris Bryant. I don't know if how they feel about them doing a joint retirement for Mark Grace, although I think that's a conversation that they should have. But Sammy's the one that sticks out, I think. I think if you yeah, and I think if you did a joint number, to me it wouldn't be Grace. It would be Rizzo and Bryant together. Not the same number, but if you're gonna <laughs> retire them, do it on the same day. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think Sammy Sosa, if you look at the attendance numbers for the Cubs, the attendance jump and Sammy Sosa's tenure with the Cubs are correlating. They're the same. Like, he is the Cubs' resurgence. Yes, they won the World Series without him, but the fact that the Ricketts family and the some of the Cub fans are disgusted by him and talking about he has to apologize to us, like, you guys knew this. Every single one of your White Sox friends told you that he was doing right. steroids. Told you. You think you got trade George Bell for this Sammy Sosa guy, and then he immediately starts hitting home runs, 60, Three years in a row, the only player to ever do that? Come on now. You guys were in filling those, those uh, bleachers, filling up those stands, yelling Sammy, 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 and yeah. him doing the kiss to his mom <laughs> every day. And then that just makes me mad that I see Cub fans disrespecting that man. Yes, he is a different shade of color now, but colorism in the Latin t- community is a different story. And the man did so much for the, the Cub uniform and the Cubs in, in general. For baseball. I, I just can't believe that. Like, I go to that ballpark, and I don't see as much Sammy stuff. I'm like, this was built by Sammy. I know there were people before <laughs> this, but Sammy. When I think about right. the 90s Cubs, I think about Sammy, and I think about Mark Grace. And a little bit of Ryan Sandberg, but he was gone a couple times during well, there. Yeah, I mean, look at that, that home run chase in 98. Everybody said that saved baseball. That brought fans back from the missing, the, the lost World Series. Everybody knew what the heck was going on. I mean, come on. Uh the league looked the other way. They endorsed, you know, they, they they were one step away from endorsing it. Everybody knew that that era was full, to use another wrestling term, of guys on the gas. <laughs> they knew it, and they embraced it, and it sold out ballparks across the country to watch Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hit baseballs 800 feet. 
and everybody loved it. That 98, summer of 98, was one of my favorite baseball seasons of all time. Really? Did Sammy hit one? Did McGuire hit one? What, what are they? Um, it was amazing. It was, it was one of my favorite news. baseball seasons of all. They were on the cover of Time Magazine yeah. and Newsweek, for crying out loud. And, <laughs> yes, steroids were a part of that. I hate to, like, break everybody's <laughs> fantasy here. So why all of a sudden are people mad 20-some-odd years later? Yeah. It was what it was. Right. You let these guys in the Hall of Fame. They were the best players of their era on an era where pretty much if you weren't doing steroids, that was your fault at that point. You know, join the parade. <laughs> the Cubs have always been about history. And to me, it's like, yeah, do, do Sosa, but then also do Dawson. And then one guy we didn't mention was, was Lee Smith with, with 46. He's Smith. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I, I think he's a candidate. Of course, 42 uh, with Jackie Robinson yeah. is retired across baseball, also both teams. Uh, let's move on to the White Sox. The White Sox are a little bit looser with, with their – I, I Everybody think, gets one. <laughs> which I, I like. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. Uh, we've got with the White Sox, number two, Nellie Fox, number three, Harold Baines, number four, Luke Appling, uh, number nine, Minnie Minoso, 11, Louis Aparicio, 14, Paul Canerco, 16, Ted Lyons, 19, Billy Pierce, 34, Frank Thomas, 35, Frank Thomas, excuse me, 56, Mark Burley, 72, Carlton Fisk. To me, there's a glaring omission here. And of I, course. And that's 13, Ozzie Guillen. You cannot tell the story of the oh. Chicago White Sox franchise without Ozzie Guillen, and that number's not flying yet. Correct. Like, rookie of the year for the White Sox, played so many years uh, up until the mid-'90s, and then – Brought home the only World Series championship they had in 88 years. Like, what are we doing? Like, he is still on NBC Sports Chicago pre and post games doing great work. That is one of the reasons why I tune in because I want to hear what Ozzy has to say. That guy is a treasure here in Chicago, and he lives in Chicago. A guy from Venezuela could live anywhere he wants. Chose to so here, yeah. have so stakes they, in Chicago. For? What are they waiting for? I, don't know. I have it's no like idea. The owner likes him. The, and, the general manager likes him. Like we're Ozzy's actually on record saying, "If you're going to do it, do it now all my life." Yes, and don't don't do it after I'm in the ground. Which, like, hey, I mean, you talk about Norm Van Leer yeah. I mean, being overdue. Um, He's still super popular with the fan base during their last managerial change. Half the fans wanted to bring Ozzy back. Yeah. Thank you. Obviously, I think it's gonna, I think it's going to happen. I mean, no one has actually worn uh, 13 since Willie Harris in 2003. So obviously, a lot of that was because Ozzy came back and then wore it as a manager. Um, but even after he left, no one's picked up 13. So hopefully, they're just kind of waiting for the right time. I think other candidates for the White Sox, uh, Red Faber, is in the Hall of Fame. Probably won't happen because people don't really remember Old Red. 23 for Robin Ventura okay. may not happen. Where's Belton Bill Melton on that list? <laughs> Where's Make the case. Home run champ. They didn't leave the league led, in home runs. Led the American League in home runs. Where's Dwayne Wise? And he dated uh, Dwayne Wise. <laughs> and he and dated, dated Genie. I dream Barbara of Genie. Yeah. yeah, so Todd Frazier. If Hawk was in charge, Todd Frazier would have his number <laughs> retired. Yeah. Let's move and on yeah, to the. And yes, too. You know, he never played for the White Sox. Yes. Now, now let's move on to the reason that Greg is on, on this panel today. The Blackhawks. There we go. It's about time. Yes. Blackhawks don't have a lot of a lot of numbers. Number one, Glenn Hall. Number three, Pierre Pilat, uh slash Keith Magnuson. Number nine, Bobby Hall. 18, Denny Savard. And 35, Tony Esposito. There's a slew of people in the pipeline. There's also some people that we've that the Hawks, I think, have overlooked, quite frankly. Uh, number one being number 28, Steve Larmer, a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. I know you feel strongly about. Um, 
maybe there's an argument for for number 27 Jeremy Roenick I'm not sure kind of where that that stands but look there's a lot of decisions to be be made number two Duncan Keith number seven Brent Seabrook which would be a joint retirement with Chris Chelios uh 19 Jonathan Taves is going to happen 50 Corey Crawford I think is a pretty good debate that should happen should be 88 is going to happen 88 Patrick Kane and 81 uh Hosa. Marion Hosa that has to happen he is the greatest free agent signing of all time in Chicago history bar none there's no one better than Marion Hosa not John Lester I'm sorry yeah they're gonna have a <laughs> lot of retirement ceremonies over the next few years um you know, we were walking through the atrium at the United Center after morning skate yesterday, passing the Jordan statue, and, and it's like, man, there is there's a lot of room in here for that that Taves Kane statue because that's <laughs> going to happen, no doubt. Um, I'd love Corey Crawford to get up there. Uh, he's one of my favorite Blackhawks of all time. He was just a badass, and yeah. and you know, I think that's the one that I'm not not sure if it's going to happen. Right, but it I, I never Cro- understood Crawford? the disrespect yeah. and the and the hate. Well, even when he was playing, but the guy that's got to be up there, it's Steve Larmer. It's 28. Every time some kid from Rockford comes up and wears 28, I get just <laughs> so angry. And I shouldn't, I'm, I'm at the age where I shouldn't be getting that angry over these things anymore. <laughs> but man, that guy was. I feel like that least. is, I feel like that is the number everyone gets from Rockford. Pretty that's much. Like Ben yeah. Smith's number, right? Yeah, Ben Smith, Hemi Joki Haru, you know, the list goes on and on. But. <laughs> I mean, this guy was definition of a warrior. He played 891 games for the Blackhawks in a row. He never missed a game his entire Blackhawks career. Set the record. And then he's playing in the 80s and 90s when it, that was a different game. It was much more violent. I can't imagine. You were just like literally things. getting clotheslined by sticks. He was awesome in 94 yeah, NHL. Absolutely. <laughs> that that Ronick Larmer line, the unbeatable. Made uh, yeah. Superfan Wayne Gretzky bleed. And, and like... 891 games. He had well over a point per game average. He had 406 goals, 923 points, never missing a game. I can't, like, I, I sneeze too hard and I don't want to get out of bed. And this guy probably played through broken bones and pierced yeah. organs and God only knows what. And even in the playoffs, another 107 playoff games, 45 goals, 111 points. The guy brought it every single night. His numbers should be retired. And I don't have any idea why he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Every year he's not even on the ballot is another gray hair in my head. And just knock it off. Put the man in there. He, he's a Stanley Cup champion with the Rangers. He deserves to be there. He was, he was, he was the most underappreciated, underrated player Still of the year. Still is. Yeah. Still is. Steve Larmer, I love the guy. Come, on, right. come on down for a show. We'll, we'll have you on. Where do you cut that list for the Blackhawks? Where do you stop it with the championship teams? Because you could... You could go on and on. If you, if you go and look at, like, the dynasties from the Oilers and the Islanders, it's like five, six, seven players deep that they have in the, in the Raptors. That's so. easy to do for the Hawks, though. It's four for sure. Two, seven, 1988. No doubt about those. Yeah. Yeah. 81 should be there. And then I would say you stop it at 50. I mean, I, I don't. Poor, poor Nicholas Jarmelson. Yeah. On the outside well, looking in. What about doing something for uh, Eddie Olchek? Mm. I'm not saying ahead of those guys, but for. A ring of honor? Sure. A number retirement? Well, well like yeah. the Blackhawks or the uh, Bulls have something for Jerry Krause. They have something for Phil Jackson. Yeah. What's something for yeah, I mean, the hometown he's, guy? He's done a lot for this team. I think he's done way more for this franchise off the ice yeah. than he ever had on it. Not saying he's bad. Yeah. Great, he was a real good player. One of the best American-born players of his era. 
Um, he's been surpassed as as the game has grown in this country. But absolutely, he deserves some sort of some sort of honor by the team. I don't know about retiring his number per se, but if there ever is like a ring of honor. Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's been very, very important to this organization throughout those championship years, being the voice. Uh, he's done a lot of work off the ice as a community representative, a lot of camps, all that stuff. Yeah, Edzo is as good as it gets um, to, to add his name somewhere. Can I add a name? Tony Amani. I know he wasn't great as a great, great was a uh, Blackhawk, but that's the guy, him and Ronick, and I know they had a set too because of some uh, off the ice stuff uh, when Tony Amani was still a Blackhawk. But when I think about the 90s, eight and 2000s uh, Blackhawks, I'm like, Tony Amani was. So you're going to put Patrick guy. Sharp on yeah. that banner I mean, if, too? If you're going to do a well, 10, you got to do both. You yeah. leave off Sharpie? Hey. If you're going to do 10, you got to do for Amante and that's, Sharp. That's no a doubt. good looking uh, banner right there. All right, just because well, Patrick least, Sharp. Least one half. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah. Patrick Sharp. The other side's eating double cheese. All right, so we uh, <laughs> each of us is, are, are going to pick one guy. We, we we're going to hang a banner for immediately after this, at least in our office. Uh, but first, Luke's got a little message for us. Yeah, our, we got a new partner that they've got a product I've been using literally every day for the last week. I started taking AG One from Athletic Greens because I didn't have time like a lot of people. I wanted to get better gut health, more energy. The optimized immune system, hated taking a lot of vitamins. I wanted that supplement that tastes great and wanted to see what the hype was about. So what is it? Well, it's one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens just to start your day right. So if you have this special blend of ingredients to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of that in one scoop and eight ounces of water. So I get up in the morning, give the baby the bottle, then I take that same mixer and I take it over there and I get my glass of water. It's not chalky. Boom. I start my day on a positive note. I got my AG1 going. It's a lifestyle-friendly move, whether you're eating keto, paleo, Vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's good for all of those. You're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. For every purchase, they do great things as a company as well, uh, Athletic Greens. They donate to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry right here in the U.S. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. Mix it up. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com CHGO, and then you can add on whatever team you like in town if you want to do that. Uh, so to, if it was Cubs, you know, if we were doing it for Cubs, it would be slash CHGO Cubs or slash CHGO White Sox. Take ownership of your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, AG1. Herb, you've been trying it too, right? It is all good. That's what it stands for, AG. <laughs> all good one. That's it, how you feel. It's great for St. Patrick's Day, Athletic Greens. Mm. I did. Started my day with a nice big green <laughs> cup of AG1, and I feel good. Yeah. More yeah. energy. That's awesome. More juice. I saw some green bagels across the way here today. No, I that's not going to have those. No, I'm not going Green there. beer I'm for. Green bagels means they might have been sitting out. Green eggs. <laughs> yeah. You never want to know what they're hiding yeah. from a few days ago. Yeah. Keep, keep the green cream cheese, too. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's have a little ceremony here. Let's, let's pick four guys who we just spent the last 20, 25 minutes discussing. Luke, who, who are you raising? 
My four, one for each team? No, no, I, just, just one. I only get to pick one guy. Only one. All right, well, mine's Sammy Sosa. Okay. Because you're the Cubs guy, or is he the most deserving? Uh, I think he might be the most deserving out of any. I mean, you can make an argument for a lot of guys on that list, but mm-hmm. Sammy and associating him with an era and what he did, the only knock would be that he didn't win a World Series. Like, the other guy, some of, there's some other guys on there that are have championships and Stanley Cups and multiple – Stanley Cups. So I'll go Sammy Sosa because I don't think anybody else on this panel was going to pick Sammy Sosa. And I think he needs to be on that list of four. Interesting. Does the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame change anything for you? It doesn't for me. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, too. I think both are a mistake. So I I want him in the Hall of Fame. I want him back at Wrigley Field. um, And I want his number retired at Wrigley as well. Well, I'm going to go with Brian Urlacher on my side. I mean, that's good. Too. Ozzy's going to happen, so I'm not going to waste it there. Brian Urlacher deserves his number to be retired at least a day. Yeah. Hey, Brian, you were great as a Bear. You went into the Hall of Fame. You've done so much for the Bears as a global uh, entity. Thank you very much. Here's your day. Even though, you know, his off-the-field stuff's not great for me, but he's been a, a top-notch Bear, and every single Bear teammate of his loves him, so... There should be a day for Brian Urlacher at Soldier Field or whatever they're going to call Arlington Park, or Amazon Park. Urlacher Field. Amazon Park at George Hallis Drive. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, we all know my Steve Larmer love, so that's the obvious choice. But I'm actually going to surprise Luke, and I'm going to say Sammy Sosa oh, as well. Wow. That guy, listen, he was the Cubs for a decade in this town. Yeah. People paid a lot of money to watch him hit home runs on a – mediocre to bad baseball team, depending on what year. I don't get it. You you read off those names of the people who have worn his number since then. I thought you yeah. created like a roster on MLB The Show. Like, <laughs> these are made-up names. These aren't real guys. Who the hell are these guys? Enough is enough. It's time to just, whatever this ridiculous grudge is against the man that was your franchise for a decade or more, sold, made you guys a lot of money. I, I don't get it. So uh, do the right. Listen, the Ricketts need all the like good PR they can get these days. Yeah. Bringing back Sammy Sosa is a good start. So to me, in my lifetime, there have been four guys that I think people have really in town that have people have stopped and made sure that they were in their seats to watch bat. First, uh, for my younger days, was Harold Baines on the south side, Ryan Sandberg on the north. And then Frank Thomas and Sammy Sosa. So I, I completely agree with you. Um, and I don't know if we've had, like, four guys like that really since no. um, to, to that magnitude. I'm going with Ozzie Guillen. I, I think it's overdue. I, I know that there was some weird things for them to kind of work out, nothing that was, you know, that they couldn't overcome. Um, to me, if you, you have Frank Thomas already up there and you already have Mark Burley and Paul Canerco, there's no reason that Ozzie Guillen – uh, should get the same thing. I know it's coming. They're going to figure that out, but I think it should happen like in 2023. If it, it's not going to happen now because they don't have it planned out or whatever, but 2023, 2024, let's make that happen. Yeah, and I was thinking like you were talking about the championship team for the Blackhawks. If Ozzy goes, that's four players from that same one championship for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. You have retired, and I'm sure AJ's on the way eventually after that. So, you, so you think 12 will be retired? Oh, White really? Sox fans just. <laughs> Worship the ground that AJ I don't know. walks on. After Except everyone got like, mad at him for the uh, for the playoffs, yeah, for the broadcasting last year. So, but Jermaine die. I, 
And that, Speaking that to the choir enough. right there, man, that man was awesome and won the World Series he was MVP. Great. Was, yeah. He had a better year in 2006. It was a silver slugger that year. Yeah. If you do Jermaine Dye, then you're probably doing Jim Tomey. Then you got to do Creedy. You are awesome, big man. You're doing El Duque. Yeah. Listen, I think the statues and the Ring of Honor are a great way to do it if you don't want to run out of numbers at some point yeah. for every team in town. And again, I say with the Bears. Like, like, Wrigley's, Wrigley's got the problem because they have no place to put anything. Well, you anymore. put it on top of the uh, book, sports book. The sports book. Yeah, you <laughs> just look up and, and see the build, statue. Build, Collapse the roof. Build a yeah. little <laughs> garden monument there in Gallagher Way. Build a little, put some monuments yeah, out or, there. Let people stroll you know through what? and watch it. They, they own literally the whole neighborhood. Yeah. Just take part of the hotel and make it a museum on the bottom floor. And, what, and whatever, wherever you want to put it, there's places where you look. I mean, Kansas City has one. The Reds have one right adjacent to the ballpark. Might as well. Yeah. Cubs have a rich history. Yeah. Not good, but it's rich. It's, then that's another, it's another revenue stream on off day. Charge people 20 Ooh, bucks that's a head right. to walk in and, and, and take a look. do it. Absolutely. So we don't have a lot of time left. I thought we would play a little fun St. Patrick's Day game. Oh, and uh, I've I've written down I've gone through the all time rosters for every team and looked at how many Pats or, or Patricks have played for <laughs> for a Chicago team um, the five that we just discussed Patrick Kane all right so let's just keep going oh let, let's Patrick keep, Sharp Patrick Sharp Pat Manley Pat Manley oh good one wow Pat Stapleton Pat Stapleton he's on the list Pat Scales. Pat Scales is on there. Mm. The Bears special teamer. Yeah. Pat, Pat O'Donnell. Pat, Pat O'Donnell Hughes, just Pat tried Pat Hughes to, count? Yeah. Pat Hughes, sure. Pat Hughes. I, I, he's not on the list, but sure. <laughs> um, Patrick that. Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom. I'm missing somebody. It's like right there. It's probably a White Sox. And there's there's, there's, another, somebody. Yeah, you're there's another Bears a, play. You're missing like a kind of obvious one right now who's still playing. Well, sort of still playing. Coming back. Coming back soon. Coming back soon. Uh, I'm lost. The only Patrick in Bulls history. Ah. Oh, Patrick Williams. <laughs> he oh, will. Geez. He will. Goodness gracious. Uh, I'm embarrassed. That's real bad. There's uh, Lucas Patrick, the, the new Bears free agent. On the, uh, Guard, uh, yeah. So that, you know, Maybe that the quarterback that was a Patrick? No. 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 I feel like there was. but There's a, there's a couple fun um, – Blackhawks. Oh, let's see here. Okay, it's, it's sharp, right? Kane and Sharp are the obvious ones. I pulled out Stapleton. Stapleton. I should have pulled yeah, out yeah. right then. That's not going to get better than that. Uh, let's There's a little here. alliteration. Patrick P. French. Patrick French Poulin. name? Poulin. Patrick Poulin. Patrick Poulin. Traded the guy we got for Steve Larmer, so I never liked him. <laughs> um, that's why I forgot him. I'm trying to forget that. That's right. Good call. Um, let's see. Another, another Patrick on the Hawks. Did they have any of the Patrick brothers goalie. in there? Goalie. Think of goalie. Oh, Patrick Lulim. There you go. There oh, God. That's good. Here's, here's two fun ones for you. I don't know if you'll come up with this. Um, there's 1996 White Sox. 1996 White Went Sox. Went by Pat. Pat. Pat, oh, Pat O'Brien. Pat Borders. Pat Borders. I thought Pat O'Brien, too. Um, was I thinking of another Patrick and I forgot his name already? I don't remember Pat Borders being was, uh, on White Sox. Did we say Patrick Wisdom Jay. already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did the Chicago Sting have a Patrick? I don't know. That's before my time. <laughs> Lawrence in here <laughs> today. He would know. He's in the uh, studio I, I feel like there was a Chicago Sting Patrick. And here's, here's, here's a really good one. 2002 Chicago Cubs reliever. Famous dad. Famous dad. Hmm. Cubs reliever, Patrick. 
I'm just going to guess Patrick Ryan. Maybe? No. 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 Famous dad. Totally drawing a blank. Patrick Ryan's a good one. Future owner of the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Prosecutor, I think. Cubs reliever, famous dad. Oh, I forgot. There was. Does Pat Fitzgerald count? Because sure. I think he was on the Bears. He's not, oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Practice squad. I like that. It's, he's a 2002 reliever. Guy. Don't go, Cats. Dad of a future NFL MVP and Super Bowl champion. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> Pat Mahomes. That's who I got. That's good. I think, that's good. I think we got everyone. So got That was fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we should retire and uh, go eat some of those green bagels, maybe uh, get a Guinness and, <laughs> and whatever. This has been a lot of fun. The CHGO podcast. We get here at twelve thirty every Thursday. It's me and a assortment of people, but this is a lot of fun. I appreciate it, guys, and uh, let, let's get to raising those numbers. Definitely. Cheers.